Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be looking at the month of April. And this is a very eventful month, probably the most eventful month we have this year in relationship to astrological transit. We are having a lot of planets in movement this month, big planets, planets that affect the world, the economy, the culture. So again, pretty significant stuff that we will be sure to talk about. And we will also see three different cycles of the moon. Usually in any given month, we'll have one new moon and one full moon. This month, we are going to see two new moons and a full moon. One of those new moons is going to be an eclipse. So we will talk all about that before we get started. I always like to remind you all that I use the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system. So if you're coming from a Western background, the signs that I use today, the dates that I use today are not going to be correct. So please do take note of that. And if you are unsure of the difference, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media and then astrology. Now I have a podcast embedded at the bottom that will teach you the difference. If you want to calculate your birth chart, go to my website, go to offerings and then chart to calculate your Vedic birth chart to see where the planets were placed astronomically at the moment of your birth. So let's go ahead and jump in to the monthly horoscope. We'll talk about some big transit dates to keep an eye on, how this may impact the world, and then we'll take a quick look at the smaller transits and talk about how they will influence us on a personal level. So remember that every planet is going to be important when we're considering world events. And the social planets of Jupiter and Saturn are slower moving planets. So they have a bigger impact on us as a collective. Um, they have a bigger impact on world affairs, on culture, on the economy, things like this. Okay. And of course, the outer planets of Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus also have a massive impact on world events. The slower moving planets really do change the flavor of the world that we're living in. Okay. As we remember, when Pluto moved into Capricorn, almost instantaneously, the pandemic happened and things started changing in the stock market. Of course, Capricorn is all about the stock and the economy and finances and things like that. Literally, as soon as Pluto entered Capricorn, we started seeing changes in the government changes in government structure and how we live our day-to-day -day life. So we want to keep an eye out for Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus. This month we will see Neptune change signs, which is super significant. We'll see Jupiter change signs and Saturn change signs. This is huge. When we have this many big players changing signs at once, we can guarantee that there is going to be a huge shift in our focus and our direction as a world, where we're investing our time, and absolutely changes in things I've been mentioning, culture, uh, relationships across the globe, how we're interacting with one another, and of course, the economy and structures of our systems. So we'll dive deeper into that. What I also wanted to add is that the quicker moving planets like uh, Mars, Mercury, Venus, they play a role 
absolutely 100% they play a role and they tend to be a little bit more personal planets, things that kind of happen in our day-to-day life. So anyway, we'll jump into all of that. Let's go ahead and focus on important dates for this month. So on April 1st, we are kicking off this month with a new moon in Ravity. If you listen to the previous podcast, you know that this isn't just a new moon. This is when we chart the Vedic New Year. So we are moving into a completely new cycle in this regard as well. So we can use the transits of this day to predict what the year is going to be like. It's a very, very significant time. And of course, on a personal level, a new moon is always a time of setting intentions, laying low, being a little bit more introverted, not necessarily expecting a lot out of ourselves energetically. On April 4th and April 5th, Mars and Saturn will be in the same degree of Capricorn. So... And of course, Pluto is, is sitting there as well, but Saturn and Mars will be sitting in the same degree. And as we know in Vedic astrology, when planets are around the same degree, especially in the same degree, this creates a planetary war between the planets. They are both kind of battling for strength here. And Capricorn, as we talked about, is about the government, government structures, finances, economy. So there is going to be a lot of pressure in this time period for these areas of life. And on a personal level, we may be feeling more irritable, we may be feeling like indecisive, we may kind of swing into things like a wrecking ball without necessarily thinking about it. And Aries season is amongst us. It's not here yet, but it's coming. That is going to add fuel to the fire. So in this region of time, it's going to be so important to practice discernment, to be pragmatic, the really beautiful qualities of Capricorn, which is all about being slower moving. And again, being pragmatic, thinking things through, being responsible, trying to lean into those energies. We could definitely see a lack of patience, impulsivity. We could even see greed and selfishness emerge. So be mindful in the world around you. Again, watch the economy, watch finances, and watch in your personal life as well. Be pragmatic. Try not to get swept away. I also want to say that Mars is exalted in Capricorn, of course, and at this degree point, it's especially strong. And so that's going to amplify energy. And we may be feeling a lot more productive. We may be feeling like we need to channel our energy in some regard. So make sure that you utilize the energy to your advantage. Sometimes I think that if we feel an influx of energy, it can even be overwhelming and we may have a tendency to want to take intoxicants or lean into a bad habit to kind of cool ourselves down. <laughs> so try to lean in a different direction, take a long walk, you know, go to a workout class, go to a Zumba class, have fun, like move, exert. It could also be like create, just trying to channel the energy in a positive way if you kind of feel that kind of influx. So on April 13th, this is when Jupiter enters Pisces. 
And I'm hoping to create an entire podcast on this and how it will influence each of the 12 zodiac signs. So have an eye out for that. And as we were mentioning earlier, Jupiter changes signs about once a year. And Jupiter feels very comfortable in Pisces. Jupiter rules the sign of Pisces. And as we know, in the sign of Pisces, there are the nakshatras of Purva Bhadrapada, Uttara Bhadrapada, and then finally Ravati. The Bhadrapadas are not super easy nakshatras, and we can't expect them to be. I think that sometimes we think of Pisces as like this sweet, like gentle, uh, uncontained, artistic, creative, peacemaking sign. And it is in a lot of regards, but this is the final sign of the zodiac. And the final sign of the zodiac is about separation. It's about endings. It's about detaching from the material world to transcend. So there's this essence of closure, of that detachment, of that separation. This is why Piscean people tend to be so incredibly spiritual because they can really kind of work with these energies and understand them. So Jupiter moving into Pisces is a positive thing because again, Jupiter feels comfortable here, but Jupiter is the guru. It is the teacher. It will bestow wisdom and it's moving through these nakshatras. So as a collective, as a group, we are going to be learning a lot of lessons around what the Bhadrapadas have to teach us, around non-attachment, around endings, around, you know, even spirituality and being able to view things through a spiritual lens, whatever that means to you. So it is is, you know, we have some months ahead with Jupiter moving through the sign of Pisces, but it's also a wonderful time to amplify ourselves spiritually, to have a deeper level of awareness, to kind of dive deep into the waters of Pisces, so to speak, which is endless, right? Pisces is all about that deep, sacred knowledge and really embodying it and experiencing it in meditation. So if you don't have a meditation practice, now is the time to start. If you have been wanting to learn something in regards to spirituality, like taking a different course or taking a teacher training or watching lectures online, anything like this to amplify yourself spiritually, philosophically as well. Traveling is going to be really positive in this time. So it is a wonderful time to harness that energy in a spiritual capacity. And I was actually talking with my friend Kaylee. You guys know Kaylee. I talk about him all the time. And I was like, what's a good uh, quote from the Bhagavad Gita? I was like, what's your favorite? Because I, I want to read from the Bhagavad Gita and I want you to choose. <laughs> it's a simple, it, that's essentially how the conversation went. And the one that he sent me is chapter 6, verse 30. For one who sees me everywhere and sees everything in me, I am never lost, nor is he ever lost to me. So when we view the world through this lens and through this perspective, and we have this unshakable connection to our source and to our guidance, nothing is lost to us. You know, we can, we can come home, we can stay connected. I'm going to read it one more time. For one who sees me everywhere and sees everything in me, I am never lost, nor is he ever lost to me. And I thought that was so perfect for this 
Jupiter transit in Pisces. I think it's really something to keep in mind. So you can expect, again, another podcast specifically on this. I have spoken about Jupiter and Pisces in different horoscopes, but we'll talk about it more as time goes on. So let's see. On April 17th, Neptune will enter Pisces. And so this, remember, Neptune doesn't change signs very often. Neptune is going to be in Pisces until 2036. So it's going to be there a long time. And Neptune is another planet that does well in Pisces. And just like everything else in astrology, it has this dualistic quality. And so when Neptune enters Pisces, there will be two different paths that we can choose from. One of them is going to be a great awakening, having a spiritual awakening, being able to tune into our intuition, our own clairvoyance, to connect with other spiritualists or people on the path to really come home to ourselves. And again, when I think about Pisces, I really think of embodying something. And that being said, having Neptune in Pisces, I think that a lot of people are going to be really working to embody their spiritual lessons and their spiritual path. And the other flip side of that is that people can want to numb out. People can feel disillusioned because Neptune is the planet of deception. It is the planet of illusion, something that is not real, but it appears real. But it's also the planet of clairvoyance and deep spirituality. So we can we're going to see this polarity occur. Having Neptune and Pisces, we need to be mindful of who we are getting information from, who our teachers are, because Pisces has so much to do with philosophy and spirituality, as I was saying. So be mindful of spiritual gurus, spiritual teachers, make sure you know where they learned and who their teachers were and, and where they're getting this information and things of that nature. The final thing that I'll say about that is with Neptune in Pisces and Jupiter in Pisces for the next year, we could see a rise in maybe drugs, alcohol, things that help us numb out, things that keep us in a state of ignorance. And it could also be utilizing drugs as medicine, medicinal use. So that is something to keep an eye on. So from April 11th to April 17th, the sun will be in sensitive degrees. The sun is moving from a water sign to a fire sign. As we know, this is called Gandanta. And Gandanta represents a karmic knot. And as that knot unravels, different karmic events occur. And in the globe, the sun represents leadership. CEOs, presidents. In our own personal life, it, it represents our own authority and it represents, of course, our authority figures in our life. This is a sensitive time. You know, I think that world leaders have been under pressure and I do think that this month they will be especially under pressure. I think that there will be a lot challenging world leaders, especially around this time. We want to be careful. And then, of course, in our own personal life, just being mindful of authority. We'll talk more about the personal level in a moment. 
So on April 29th, Saturn will enter Aquarius. And so Saturn will enter Aquarius on April 29th. It will go retrograde and then enter back into Capricorn on July 12th. So it's always really interesting when this happens, when a planet enters a sign and then retrogrades back, especially one of these big planets like Jupiter or Saturn. Saturn is even slower moving than Jupiter. Saturn takes about two and a half years to transit a sign. And Saturn is the planet of hard work, effort. Saturn is the bestower of karma. It's the great malefic, you know, and it's seen that way, which I don't really like to frame it that way. I like Saturn, but Saturn is seen that way because it brings about karmic matters in our life that we need to work on, that we need to work through. Saturn challenges us. Saturn puts us under pressure. Saturn wants us to work, to be disciplined, to be organized, to be practical so that we can work through issues from the past, karmic cycles from the past. That's why I like Saturn. It's like, yeah, he makes us show up to do work that we didn't do in our past life. (laughs) So it's like, I don't see the problem, but it can show up in a cold way and in a cruel way. So Saturn, we want to know what Saturn's up to and what Saturn is asking us to focus on so that we can do that work and we can apply that focus, especially if we're looking at our own personal chart. Saturn, which again, I'll do another podcast on this too, probably sometime in May, for all the 12 signs. But Saturn is moving into Aquarius and Saturn is technically Mula Tracone in Aquarius. So this is a great place for Saturn to be. And Saturn will be moving through the nakshatras of Danishta, Shadabisha, Purva Bhadrapada towards the very end of that cycle. But Saturn won't quite be hitting Shadabisha in this transit. Saturn will be in Danishta, and Danishta is ruled by Mars. So I do think that Saturn in Aquarius will lead to deeper levels of connection and deeper levels of healing, especially when Saturn is in Shadabisha in, in 2023. But for now, we're working with that Saturn-Mars energy of Danishta. And in that period of time when Saturn enters into Aquarius on April 29th, we will see a shift in what we are focusing on. We will see a shift in government affairs, government structures, maybe even leaders. And then when Saturn retrogrades back into Capricorn, on a global level, we will need to look at Things that we're dealing with now, essentially. We're going to have to go back, work on, reconcile, revise matters that we're going through now. So we'll see a shift in April, see a shift in, you know, government affairs, in leadership, all these things. Once Saturn moves back into Capricorn in July of July 12th of 2022, again, we're going to have to kind of go back. Pay attention to what's happening in your personal life because what you're working on now, what you're focusing on now, how things are going, they will shift when Saturn shifts. This is just the way it works. When Saturn moves into Aquarius, things that we're focusing on will definitely shift. 
And then when Saturn retrogrades, we may need to come back and look at them again and revisit them again. We will elaborate on this in the personal Saturn podcast, kind of sticking to global affairs, pay attention to what's happening in the media, what we're focusing on in the media. It will likely be something that we see again later into this year. So that was April 29th. On April 24th, backtracking a little bit, we will see Kala Sarpa finally be broken. We've been in a Kala Sarpa yoga for several months, and Mercury will finally peek its head. On the other side of Rahu, I believe it was around April 24th, so Kala Sarpa will finally be over, which is significant. And let's go ahead and talk about about Aries season for a little while. So the sun will enter Aries on April 14th. So if you have sun in Aries, happy birthday. We are so happy that you're here to innovate and inspire and to get people on their feet and moving. Of course, we also appreciate your jokes and lightheartedness. So wherever you are, Aries people from April 14th to May 15th in the sidereal system. We are so happy that you're here and have a wonderful turn around the sun. So the sun, again, is going to be entering into Aries. And as we know, Rahu and Uranus are also in Aries. So this is significant. Have you ever seen an Aries angry? (laughs) It is not cool. So we're moving into this period where the erratic, revolutionary, explosive, sudden energy of Uranus is combining with the revolutionary, innovative, um, obsessive, intense, extreme energy of Rahu. And now the sun is joining as well, which is exalted. The sun is exalted in Aries, if y'all didn't know. So if your birthday, again, is April 14th to May 15th, you have an exalted sun. Anyway, this this energy will bring intensity without a shadow of a doubt. Have that in the back of your mind as we move through this month. Covering the new and full moons. So on April 1st, as I mentioned, we would have the new moon in Ravity. On April 16th, we have a full moon in Chitra, which is going to be in Libra. On April 30th, we are going to have a new moon in Barney which is an Aries. And this is also going to be an eclipse. So be watching out. Saturn will be aspecting this eclipse. It is going to be incredibly intense. Again, Saturn will be aspecting the eclipse. And on top of that, Jupiter and Venus will be in the same degree in Pisces. And as I was talking about, Pisces has some nakshatras that are not easy. They're going to be in Uttara Bhadrapada. And if y'all don't know, Jupiter, as we talked about, is the guru. It's the teacher. And Venus is Shukracharya, which also means that Venus is like a teacher and a preacher. But these two planets have very different methods of teaching. They're in different camps. If we're looking at the mythology of Vedic astrology. So this can also bring opposing viewpoints 
opposing desire. It can absolutely bring conflict. Venus is exalted in Pisces. Jupiter is in its own sign in Pisces. They're both strong and they're going to be in that planetary war. So towards the end of the month when we have that eclipse, please definitely be mindful globally. Of course, we'll do an entire podcast on the eclipse. So that is what I have for global events and what we can be looking at. We're going to get into the personal stuff just really briefly. Jupiter will move into Pisces for a year on April 13th. Jupiter will be in Pisces until April 21st of 2023. Saturn enters into Aquarius on April 29th. Saturn will enter back into Capricorn on July 12th. Neptune is entering Pisces on April 17th. It will be there until 2036. And that's what we'll leave it for the big dates. If you're following the new and full moons, April 1st is a new moon, April 16th is a full moon, April 30th is a new moon, and that will double as an eclipse. All right. So looking at the personal transits. So again, the sun will be in Aries from April 14th until April 15th. The sun will move through the Gandanta zone. As we discussed, we want to be mindful of power struggles, being overbearing, being immature, wanting to take control. But the sun is exalted. And so this will bring an excellent energy for each of the 12 signs in some regard. And if you are interested in learning how that may affect you, I do weekly horoscopes for each of the 12 zodiac signs where we cover these smaller transits. It's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. So the sun in Aries is going to help with initiating new ideas, pioneering if there's something we've been wanting to do and we've been needing extra confidence it can help us take chances take risks feeling bold feeling daring i do as i mentioned want you all to watch the excess aggression people may be a little bit more finicky because sun will be with rahu and we do as i mentioned want to avoid kind of like the self-centered energy the selfish behavior it's going to be a great opportunity for us to focus on our own sense of individuality. And I was talking to somebody about this earlier, about learning how to be an inconvenience. <laughs> like, if we're people pleasers, and if we're always focused on other people, it can be so hard to ask for help. It can be so hard to take people's time, even just telling a story, we may feel like we need to rush through it because we don't want to burden the other person with our story. This is a great time to take space. Allow yourself to be an inconvenience and allow other people to be an inconvenience as well. With Sun and Rahu and Uranus, folks who don't have a hard time taking up space may be taking up a lot of space. So it's an opportunity for you to be like, hey, I have a story. It's time to listen to my story. <laughs> so keep that in the back of your mind. We may also see new inventions, new ideas, people coming out with their grand plans in this time. Rahu and Uranus is so innovative and the sun gives confidence and leadership. So that could happen in your own personal life. It could happen in the lives of those around you. So Mars is entering Aquarius from April 7th to May 16th. So... If you are an Aries moon or an Aries ascendant, you need to be extra careful because Mars is 
pretty prevalent right now. So you want to be mindful of accidents and injuries and things like that. But Mars and Aquarius can also offer a lot of healing. So it's a great time to get healthier, to take extra precautions with health. If there's been anything that's been concerning to you, go to the doctor, get it checked out, uh, do preventative measures. Mars and Aquarius is great for preventative measures and also taking care of ourselves proactively. There is going to be an emphasis on physicality. There's a lot of movement. You may even be feeling like travel or kind of getting out of your day-to-day routine. And for those who are very Aquarius, like if you have many plants in Aquarius, it's excellent for feeling an influx of energy, an influx of ambition or motivation. But of course, we also want to be mindful of the aggression and anger because that can happen too. So Mercury is flying through the zodiac. Mercury will be in Aries from April 8th until April 24th. It will enter Taurus on April 24th preparing to retrograde. So we'll worry about that in May. But for now, focusing on Mercury in Aries, Mercury will move through the Gandanta zone. So being mindful between like April 6th through April 10th. This can show arguments, debate, confusion, lack of clarity, because Mercury is our cognitive processing as well. So it can bring up some issues here. Of course, it can also bring up issues with communication, understanding, technology. Once Mercury is out of that Gandanta point, it's excellent for quick changes. So things may be changing quickly in your life. Decisions that you make should be done with a lot of precaution because as soon as you make a decision, there will be a lot of outcome very quickly. So The choices that we make in this time period will have a pretty big effect and they'll happen pretty quickly. This is also a great time for feeling innovative and creative. Mercury will be in Aries with Rahu, Uranus, and the sun. This is crazy. This is like a power squad because Mercury has a lot of qualities that are similar to Rahu. Rahu and Uranus have very similar qualities as well. And of course, the sun is exalted here. So this is really powerful for getting things done, feeling innovative, feeling uh, creative, being communicative. And in the world around us, we'll definitely see that as well. But I I also want to add that this can bring chaos and it can bring power dynamic matters to light. It can bring revolutionary ideas, rebellion, issues with government leaders, we will definitely see transition and change when it comes to government leaders. We can absolutely expect to see that. The final thing I'll add to that is to be mindful of mercurial health issues. So watching the lungs, the nervous system, the skin, being extra mindful with things. And something that I've been noticing recently is just how much chittavritti, which is whirlwind of the mind, how much chitta occurs with social media and with my phone. When I spend less time on my phone, I feel so grounded. I feel so connected. There's almost like a weight or a heaviness in my system that feels like anchored. And as soon as I start scrolling, I get like ethereal. You know, I can feel myself beginning to float away. That is excess vata, 
That's excess chitta vritti. That has an impact on the nervous system. It has an impact on the cognitive processing, things like this. So when Mercury is speeding through Aries with Rahu, Uranus, and Sun, please be extra careful. Notice how these stimulants affect you. Stare away from extra stimulants. Try to move towards the slow, steady, heavy kind of energy. So Venus will be in Aquarius until April 27th, and then Venus will enter Pisces on April 27th, where it is exalted. So for a lot of this time, Venus is going to be with Jupiter, and it will be with Neptune. This can bring relationship issues to the surface. So if you are in a relationship, there may be matters that come up to work on. There may be issues that come to the surface that feel (sighs) challenging. You know, you may just be ready to hit the eject button. Take time, move slowly, ask a lot of questions, get a lot of clarity. Try not to act off of impulse at this time. It could also be a wonderful time for healing relationship. So if there have been any relationship wounds or if an issue does come up, it's also an opportunity to really work through it with a steady mind and with grace. If, I mean, if you're in a relationship or even if you're single, having Venus with Neptune, especially when Venus is in Pisces with Neptune, Venus in Pisces already gives us like rose-colored glasses and a romanticized way of viewing things, very artistic, very creative. But when it comes to viewing other people, it can kind of give us that rose-colored glasses effect. And with Neptune here as well, we may feel enchanted. We may have feelings of admiration. And when we feel that way, we may not be able to see the truth of things. So if you feel those feelings coming on, if you're in a relationship, if you're single and meet someone, whatever, Again, (laughs) be practical, move slowly, don't rush into anything. Try to remember that when we meet someone and we're excited about them, we don't ever have the full picture. It takes time to really know someone. So enjoy the process, enjoy meeting them, enjoy the feelings and in the back of your mind, carry that reality that it takes time to really know someone. And we never, we never get the full picture when we first meet someone. We always have our best foot forward. So Which is, you know, I always think it's even better getting to meet people. I always think that it's even greater and more fun the more I get to know someone. So it doesn't mean that you're going to meet someone and then be disappointed. It just means to see people in reality. And that's a gift. You know, when we project expectations and we project our admiration and we project our infatuation, we are putting a lens on someone that may or may not be true. So it's a service to let them show us who they are and to try to view them as clearly as possible without expectation, without trying to get anything out of them. That's a gift. So try to keep that in mind. 
So for the rest of the transits, we would be looking at Jupiter and Saturn, and I will do individual podcasts on those to talk about how they will influence each of the 12 signs. And again, if you really like hearing that, I do weekly horoscopes on my Patreon account where I do the smaller transits as well, the new moon, full moon, eclipses, etc. So that is what I have for April. I hope that you have the important dates written down. If you have any questions, you're always welcome to message me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to schedule a reading, my website is innerknowing.yoga. Patreon is patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast, and I would love to connect with you on social media, astrologynow underscore podcast. Again, my name is Christine. This is Astrology Now. Have a wonderful April, and I'll see you next week.